That's how we roll, Jim. They came for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came for their movies. Oh, 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 yeah. But Brad and Andrew aren't going to take it sitting down. Hot takes. Cold beer. No prisoners. This is The Brew and View Podcast. about you but that was a little aggressive oh it was it definitely was um but i'm okay with it you know new exciting aggressive beginnings rebirth re reimagine reimagining rebooting re i was gonna started. say the, the, the r word <laughs> yeah well that'll come up later um that's in the comment section. Well, I mean, it, it will. It's in. Uh, it's in the movie you assigned me. So. Yes. Spoiler yes. Alert. I forgot about that. Yeah. So. So. Um. You know. Peace to all our uh, special needs fans. <laughs> um. No malice. <laughs> I don't know why I'm covering my mouth. I didn't want to blow the mic out. <laughs> Uh, yes, and as a husband of a special needs teacher, not that she teaches special needs. I have to hold my mouth because I will just uh, spit worldwide stout all over my uh, worldwide web browser. <laughs> so, what, so, what you, so what are you drinking? Oh, man. Oh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm having a, uh, it's episode 150, I'm excited, Um, congratulations to us, we did it, Um, in your face, listeners, fucking idiots. Yeah, Um, all y'all who said we couldn't do it, Yeah, and all y'all who didn't even care. Yeah, we did it anyways, so we're not sorry. but yeah, I broke out. I've got a bunch of uh, beers that I've been aging, uh, and I have a few dogfish head ones. So I decided tonight I would break out my oldest one. Cool. Uh, and it happens to be from the year that we started recording this little uh, show here, or what was then this little show, and is now a mega, you know, corporate sponsor. Yes. Uh, behemoth. I don't know. Titan of industry. Whatever it's we, the, whatever it's we the other, are. It's the podcast that other podcasts are scared to talk about. Right, yeah, exactly. It's people try not to listen just because we do those kind of numbers. They're like, I like it, but it's just too good. I mean, it's, you know. They're doing a little too well over there in South Central PA and Southeast LA. 
you know, when they talk about that elephant in the room, mm -hmm. they're talking about the Burgundia. Mm -hmm. ah, ooh, yeah. So um, this is the Worldwide Stout from Dogfish Head. They describe it as a very dark beer brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley. Okay. So. Um, I've never heard anybody brag about their barley. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. There must be a ridiculous amount of barley in here because I can taste that that backbone. Mm -hmm. um, and this thing is um, this is this is gasoline with a barley finish. Really, I get it fermented a good bit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like hot going down. Like gives you that burn. Um, let me see where it starts at. Starts right at your webbed uvula. That's where it yeah. starts. Oh yeah. I my it might eat away at it, honestly. Um wouldn't be the worst thing. Actually it'd actually probably be awful. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so this thing this worldwide stout thing starts at Oh my god, I just had it and now here we go. Son of a bitch. 18% ABV. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that is straight fire. Yeah. 70 IBUs. Wow. That's a big beer you're drinking right there, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank, thank, good I got the, thank goodness I got that Flonase. I'll be breathing just fine. Well, how is it? It's good. Um, I'm happy that it's so uh, so heavy, um, or or not heavy. Um, so uh, you know, hits you because uh, it'll slow me down a little bit. Yeah. Drink, oh, drinking okay. wise. Yeah. Um, do you, now? Do you remember having it? I've had it. Um, I have had it before, and. Uh, it's uh i gave it kind of upper middle of the road i broke uh jk's cardinal rule and gave it a 3.5 this was before i knew about the rule um but i bumped it up a little bit um so this it, at this age um which i guess is two and a half years old actually getting close to three it's november um and it's the end of august right now as of, as of press time Mm-hmm. Uh so I think it's it's really solid. Um really, like I said, there's only two flavors. There's there's alcohol and barley. Hmm. And it's a nice little like weedy uh, it's got a nice little finish to it. it kind of washes away that uh that heat. Does it it little bit of sweetness. Like a, like a barley wine almost? little bit of sweetness. No, it definitely not. Um, it's it's fuller bodied than that for sure. Um, yeah, I, f I feel like it's, it's, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's a stout and, and I feel like it's a little thinner. Than your like 
Guinness or something like that. You know, it's not going to leave uh, rings around the glass. Right. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's I, I like it. I like it. I'm sure I'll probably start to like it more. Yes. And, uh, well, I think I'll yeah. start to like you more as you drink it. Well, dang it. Uh, yeah, so solid stuff. I I am a fan. I like it apparently a little more than last time. It's always tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's always it, like remembering what you're drinking, what you uh what what you thought about it. Um it just kind of gets lost to time, especially oh, like so when you're adulting, sweet. it just it's tough. <laughs> Very good transition. Uh I really hate this this I really hate this the title for my beer. Okay. I hate it so much. I do too. I'm with you. Um It's Yeah, I almost I didn't realize that it this was the title of the beer. Mm. Um until I just thought it was one of those things that you put on the beer and it's just like, okay, this is one of our slogans for all of our mm-hmm. beers. And I really didn't look at it other than what it had in it. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I looked at what was in it and what I was going to get. So I'm drinking hashtag adulting, adulting mm-hmm. from Evil Genius uh, Beer Company, which is out of Philadelphia. Um, and as much as I hate the the, uh, the name of this beer, because the hashtag adulting is it's so bad, right? Oh, it's the worst. It's such a... Um... It, it yeah it sucks um and it's uh, i don't know it it just you you sound like an idiot who um has everything handed well, to you on a silver it's platter like when like n- new parents like a bunch of new parents go out and they're going to a winery mm-hmm. and all of their facebook posts have hashtag adulting mm-hmm. right yeah uh, it, it just that or then also the actual the ones that are like, oh, I had to run errands today. Hashtag adulting. Uh, it's like, yeah, suck yes. it the fuck up. Like, I, I don't know. We all we all work hard. Um, and I feel like when you uh, when you hashtag stuff like that, like I'd, I went to the uh, post office today because I had to uh, mail something that I sold on eBay. Hmm. Um, it, uh, I don't know. That'd be like me being like, oh, I had to do this. I, I had this minor inconvenience, hashtag adulting. Yes. Shut the fuck up. No one, no one made me sell that hat on eBay. No one made me. Uh, also, the rest of your life isn't that interesting. That, you know, yeah. it's not that it's fun like, loving that now you yeah. Yeah, any like it's it's not um and that's something that's that's like a very big problem for like not even so much my immediate like age group, but a little bit younger has this like this hashtag FOMO, this fear of missing out. Yeah. And um you know, I get it we all get it too, but or we we all experience it um but with like 
the thing about social media is you you still have all this downtime where you're just sitting on the couch, you know, eating Tostitos and smoking dirt weed um, with your jerk cousin. I don't know what I'm describing. <laughs> 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 Sounds very specific. Yeah. <laughs> um no we we all have these like down times where things aren't exciting but but people have gotten so good at curating what they want you to see that people just think that like that's how life is and that any minor deviation from the fucking party is adulting so much of life is deviating from the party i know and it would be so much more interesting if it was like hashtag adulterating mm-hmm. you know yeah just, a, just, a, just get the scarlet little... letter trending yes yeah um but i tell you what they did put their big boy pants on and made a good beer dude evil genius because they 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 didn't mess around they they were, they were done with childish things they put away those things yeah and this is a gaba ipa with citra cascade and warrior mm-hmm. i've never heard of warrior hops I maybe either. I have and just haven't paid attention because all IPAs are made with Citra and Citra and Cascade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's great about this beer? It is very, very. Um, uh, it, it doesn't lean on any of the big hops or anything like that to to get um, to get to this IPA because it's it's it sits at like a six point eight. Whenever you get into that like high six into seven, mm-hmm. um, you're really leaning on the hops to make it like you know almost a double ipa uh but it's it's very it's very light looking not very hazy Mm -hmm. um has uh and the taste of it is really refreshing and the finish is the same so it's like there's no um real heavy uh uh like mouth or palate crushing yeah uh, uh, sense this. I mean, <laughs> enamel uh, blasting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it it it's a really really good beer. Um, and I, despite the name, I appreciate the beer. Hey, that's what it's about, man. So uh, right now, there's there's a lot of check-ins on this. Twenty five thousand check-ins it sits at uh, three seven six. I get a four two five, and out of our friends mm-hmm. who check in. Uh, cool Steve is cool. Matt Steve is gave it a four. Uh, <laughs> nice. Your buddy Matt, or no? Yeah, Matt, right? Matt K. Yeah, Matty K. Yeah, uh, gave it a three seven five, that's, and uh, that's my, my friend, boy. my friend Brant gave it a three five. So that's he. He's cool, Matt too. That's we gotta like. So when I come up there, we all gotta link up together because I think you guys would. I know it's always awkward. And I know that I'm doing something I hate when people do the like, oh, you'd get along, hmm. like this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I I hate myself. Why would I want to hang out with another version of me? Uh, <laughs> I can't stand me. Yeah. Um, Why do I hang out with other people? Yeah. If I love myself so much, I just spend all my time with myself. But I think if we all got together and had a few beers, we'd we'd have a good time. And and he lives in uh, Lettuce. Yes, and, uh, we could hit a couple of breweries between here and there yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could paddle to them. Hey, there you go. I'm I am into that as previously discussed. The one thing I don't like about my new phone is I gotta do the setting where it doesn't 
it doesn't shut off after like 15 seconds. Like if I let it go, maybe it's 30 seconds. It just goes black, so I have to reopen it. But yeah, thanks for my facial recognition. Easy, but anyways, yep. Uh, I was really happy with the beer this week. Nice, and I'm glad you. Uh, thanks for making a special occasion of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I was. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about it. Uh, I I did that intro. I started toying around with it a while ago, but I really actually sat down to do it yesterday, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll break open a uh, a dogfish head. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll break open a uh, one of my Bourbon County Stouts. And uh, then I was like, oh, you know, I mean, we're we're IPA guys. Maybe I'll break into, uh, I got two bottles of 120 Minute. Um, and then I saw the uh, Worldwide Stout, which I actually forgot I had. And I was like, you know what? That's appropriate, too. And uh, I don't want to let it sit too much longer. Three years is plenty. So, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very um good. but yeah, that's I'm kind of like I would like to physically share these beers with you. Um but if I can't is here's the next best thing. So Yes. Uh and hope and thank you for working on the intro. Oh, my pleasure. Um thank you guys for getting that squared away. I know you said you forgot about it. It was it was sitting in my inbox for I guess it's actually still in my inbox. I didn't delete the email. But hmm. it was sitting around for a while, and uh, I listened to it, toyed with it. Um, and uh, now, 150, it's time for a change. Yeah. Rebirth, re-beginning, re-beginnings. Yeah. Begin again. DC nice Universe, sh- nice episode short zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely that. Uh, yeah. Have you read any of the Rebirth? No. Okay. I read the first couple Batman issues. They were pretty good. Uh yeah, but maybe three three issues. Yeah. It's a hard it's a hard thing to just like when you get out of it for a little bit, it's a really hard thing to get back in. Because yeah. things change. Especially like if you're out for like a year or two. You know. Uh oh, you know, the three, land, or, three or yeah. four months maybe you can get back into it, but if you if you like leave, like if you left during the S- Scott Snyder run and came yes. back during the Scott Snyder run, you can make it work. Yeah, but yeah, I don't even I can't even tell you who who writes uh, who writes Rebirth Batman. Um, but there's so much like I see all this stuff like um, Metal Knights and like Dark Knights and. <coughs> Excuse me, all this stuff that I'm like, man, I bet this is awesome. And I just flip through all the stuff that I haven't read and could be reading instead of actually sitting down and reading one. It's yeah. bad. Well, there is that new DC. What is it? The DC. There's a DC. Um, oh, stre- stre- yes. streaming type service mm-hmm. that you can get a lot of. Uh, um, you can. I don't know if it, they do a whole lot of new stuff, but I know you can read a lot of old stuff, like a, over twenty thousand titles or something like that. Um, yeah, dude, be happy to. Oh, Batman's eighty years old this year. Doesn't mm-hmm. look it. Good, good, good for you, Batman. Yeah. Um. 
I guess we could just kind of jump into that. Uh, the uh, it's been news for a while now, but how do you feel about uh, the the Batfleck era coming to a whimpering close? Um, I mean, I mean, you said it kind of. It's like I think in the right hands, it would have mm-hmm. been uh, maybe a little bit better. Like if they would have just concentrated on him and done like the, you know, you know, the, the dark Knight returns style. Uh, yeah. Uh, Frank Miller. Um, yeah. Just that kind of style and had him been the grizzled vet that had to come back and done like, and maybe even done a shot for shot remake of, the Dark Knight Returns yeah. would have been amazing, right? Oh like you God, could do yeah. that, and like you could, especially in this political climate, because that that comic was so politically charged, mm-hmm. and like there's no bones about it. Like, and it is so dated when you read it. You know, there's you know the the it is Reagan. Uh, it's of its era, yeah. The Reagan trickle down economics. Yep, and like in this climate, fuck, they could have made course you know they're always looking for money they don't want to alienate anybody why you know i guess maybe yeah. that's why they didn't do it but like hell it was right for it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you know whether you hate or like trump it's like you can there's i don't think that you can you can poke fun at him because of some of the stuff he does and yeah you, you know who knows what frank miller's politics are you think you know but then you don't at times in that that comic yeah i feel like that's such a a, a tribute to his writing style yeah is because there's a lot of stuff now that's i was just um complaining to ot the other day because she's she put on this um artist and she's like oh i feel like you don't like her i'm like yeah i really don't um she just kind of says a lot of buzzwords who is it? Uh, a girl named Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Brooks loves her. Yeah. She makes these like club hits, whatever, yeah. which I have no problem hey, with. I I, um, I still, anytime Kesha comes out with something new, I'm on it. Love Kesha. Yeah. Un, unapologetically love her. Um, but uh, so that's not the issue. But it is just, it's so much of it is like. You're a boss girl. You're the best girl. Like you just run mm-hmm. girl with girl. I know. Well, if you were Chief Keef, everyone would rip you. Yeah. Well, one of the things that is kind of goes along with it's uh, just, the Peloton thing is yeah. um Brooke they they do like theme classes. Yeah. And like they'll do like they say they that's what Brooke was introduced to her. Mm-hmm. Um that they did a whole me. class with just her music. And it it's like it seems like great spin music. I yeah. will 100 percent give her that. Jacked up and go, and you know all affirmations and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. no introspection. No, no, no. Possibly like, hey, maybe things are deteriorating around me because I smell shit everywhere, but haven't checked my shoes yet. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I totally, I, I totally get that. Um why that would be great for working out um but yeah i just like 
it, it's uh i don't know the music is just it's super lame to me and it's just yeah. it's none of it is it's like but it's also not speaking to you as well like, no um but it's not genuinely i don't think it's genuinely speaking to a lot of women i think it's it's spoon feeding sugar um I, I would say yes and no. I mean, I think it is it's a little vapid, but also at the same time, it ha- does have a message. And like, if there's, um, you know, like like I think I think Pink is a great performer. Okay. I don't think her music is that great. Well, that's but- so that was the example I was going to use, and then I got worldwide stouted out. Um, right. Because that that occurred to me because I know that your wife really loves Pink. Pink is able to, I, she's made some really quality, like introspective songs with a level of uh, vulnerability. And like, that's, I mean, um, and look, look, my favorite genre of music is not beyond reproach here. A lot of times that that's a big complaint about uh, rap music is it's, it's vapid, it's shallow and, um, instead of affirmations a lot of it's very negative but uh my my favorite um artists and my favorite albums from artists show their flaws and and show that like these larger than life like rappers play these larger than life characters um and when they're able to show that human hum humanity human side <laughs> mm. that humanity mm. side when they're able to show their their human side i, I think it makes for a really um interesting and and meaningful um piece of work body of work a, even when you have the like bling bling songs when you're able to talk about like people for for years what they've lobbied against uh Jay-Z is that all he raps about is stunting on people he's got more money he's got more ice he's got more bitches etc that's um, interesting because but, i I listen to Jay Z all day today. Yeah, nice all day. Like I listen to all like not every song he had, but like everything off pretty much every album that mm-hmm. was worth anything. And yeah, I mean that is a good criticism. And I think one of the things, and and also being white, that that Eminem has going for him. And forgive me, because my hip hop catalog isn't quite as big as yours um that he does as much as he takes shots at everyone he also yeah. just rips He's himself not beyond reproach but that's what what i think jay-z's last album 444 i thought was amazing um from a production standpoint just the the instrumentals the samples they use were phenomenal um a lot of just great soul samples sampled Nina Simone a couple times which if you get someone like uh No ID who produced it who's been doing this a long time who mentored Kanye West you can't go wrong putting him with a Nina Simone sample like he knows what he's doing um but also it was Jay-Z being super vulnerable talking about his um like talking about in his infidelities and how that it's it was brought on by him being a weak man and not being family oriented and giving in and um yeah it just just uh 
someone had i know i'm jumping around here but uh, i promise it's related (laughs) someone had a commentary about um prodigy from mob deep r.i.p um they were like never try prodigy smack my bitch up prodigy no 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 okay no uh i i could do without them um although not bad come on not bad but uh they're they're no uh prodigy but someone had a comment and of course you should take it with a grain of salt because i'm pretty sure it was a youtube comment but someone made the comment of like you know i can't i can't trust someone who's won every fight they're in when they tell when they tell a story yeah that's true and that's that's um translates back to lizzo as she wins every fight yeah everything's the everything's her ex's fault and she's a boss and you can't handle it okay whatever maybe that's true maybe she is uh awesome um but yeah but also if you think jay-z only raps about um ice and all that shit uh go back and listen to uh you must love me off of volume one where he talks about literally shooting his brother in the shoulder and how much of a coward he was for running away uh, yeah, I don't know. And then Jay-Z and Eminem together on Renegade. Yeah. Or Jay-Z, he has a great line. It's kind of appropriate for what we're talking about. Um, let me try and recall it. Um, I think. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do you fools listen to music or just skim through it? Um, because in... Every single album, he has at least one or two songs where he's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. So. Maybe I, I did know. just skim through it. Thanks well, for exposing me. Sorry. Sure. No, it wasn't. It wasn't meant for you. Um, but yeah, I I just think uh, like I understand. First off, the spin class thing, perfect sense. That's yeah. it makes perfect sense. But yeah, it, and not that you shouldn't celebrate your wins and and positive affirmation, but. I just I just find that to be really if that's your entire catalog I find that to be pretty one dimensional. Yeah. And one dimensional and doesn't spark my interest. And that's it that is that her uh, debut album? Uh she's been around for a while. I actually Has looked she? her up on Spotify and I was like, "Shit. What?" They also play a song at the local coffee shop, which is a quick, like, that's a fast track to me. Yeah, just not liking it. Yeah. I'm sure you, um, yeah, that's got to kill you, that Muzak stuff. And dude, like, for a company, like, based in Seattle, and they've been around for a long time, but they really made their nut, like, they made their mark. More than they're not, I guess, because they just keep making fucking money. Um, yeah, they're but they, shooting their load everywhere. Yeah, they're just blowing it all over. Um, they made their mark in like the '90s. Just play a fucking Pearl Jam song. Yeah, please come on. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, something like once. It just just play a live. A live's fine. A live's friendly. Yeah. Even flow. <sighs> yeah. Even REM. I love REM. 
I um, they're one of my favorite bands that people are always surprised to hear that I like. Yeah, I would say. Let me look here because I gotta I have to remember what. Um, looking to her albums here mm-hmm. because I have an I trying to remember where. Oh, hell, they don't have. Oh, well, I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's, hmm, I don't know. I am good, not great, Michael Stipe. Like, I can't, sometimes it's hard to separate the art from the artist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it's just when you make that connection, too, because, like, I started listening to R.E.M. pretty young just through my dad. Yeah. Um. So by the time I had any idea of who Michael Stipe even was, I had already formed a a connection with his music yeah um but yeah that's one of my on on friday nights i meant to talk i knew i had something to talk about on mavs this week that i forgot about um my buddy bill and i um we usually close the bar down on friday nights and um this place that i talked about a couple weeks ago tipitina's famous music venue in new orleans about a block and a half away from us um and in the summer when it's slow they do free fridays so we went there um i i was closing down i had to go in a little early so i didn't have uh ot's car because she wasn't from home from work yet didn't have the bike yet um so i was like hey bill can i grab a ride from you when we get out of here he's like uh yeah you'll have to come to tipitina's with me first and i was like oh twist my arm because we usually go to tipitina's anyways um he's like yeah my buddy derek's playing in this band it's like all right cool uh it's called the low-end players or i'm sorry yeah yeah, low-end theory players which low-end theory famous um seminal album from a tribe called quest yeah it's a funk hip hop cover band. I was right. I was on fucking cloud nine. Yeah, how <laughs> so cool was that? Oh, it was awesome. They had full live instrumentation: um, trumpet, trombone, keyboards, drum, bass, guitar, bass and guitar, uh, three MCs and a and a singer. And they did a lot of like classic like '90s East Coast. Um, they did uh, a couple uh, Ice Cube songs. Um, they did uh, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was, I was, oh, it was great. I'll probably bring it up again. I made a note of it after Mavs. I was like, fuck, I meant to talk about this because this was so awesome. And with Matt coming, they don't play a lot of shows. I'm hoping that um, the weekend Matt's in town, I can drag him along to that because i think he'd really enjoy that well that's really cool that they kind of have that scene down there i mean you know especially that place where they can pull in something like it and was the crowd good yeah yeah because now like um two lane students are back so the crowd was yeah. a little more full um skewed a little younger which yeah i don't know so it's always weird. My um, it's my uh, my buddy Bill. It's this uh, October is his fiftieth uh, birthday. 
Um, old buddy Bill. Yeah, my old, my old, my old writer friend. Yeah, hmm. he's a, there's a giant housefly in here. Um, yeah, my my old my old writer friend um, from New York. I'm so hip. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's turning fifty this year. Um, I actually was talking to uh, a couple of uh, girls I met yesterday through my friend who I went out for a beer with, um, and I was like, I and you know I'm 32. No, 80, I'm 31. <laughs> i feel like Trust that's it that's gets, it gets worse oh right? yeah but that's like that's the, the numbers the between first, the zeros get clouded the first slip up is the sign of like yeah it's arrived you've arrived welcome to the next stage in life yeah. it's like i'm 32 one who cares what's the difference <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways well, um getting God, well, super! I, think, oh, I got us off the rails. Um, no, I'm, ex- um, I'm excited for were, Robert Pattinson. You were you were comparing, um, <laughs> oh, what's her name, Liz, what's Lizzo, her name? to Pink? <laughs> no, Kesha but to um, The Dark Knight Rise or Returns. Oh yeah, somehow. I because mm, you were like, I don't know. <laughs> um, you're like something. Molly Molly said something like. Um, she had oh, well, some. She she was like, like, oh, I you were feel like you like, don't like. I know her. you're not gonna like this, but no. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I'm disappointed because I feel like we're never gonna know what what Batfleck was. Yeah. Because he was he the best part. Enough. He was the best part of Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He was one of the worst parts of Justice League. Well, they and it wasn't it wasn't Ben Affleck's fault. Um, I think in Batman vs Superman they um, they gave him really solid motivation. Uh, they gave him a really mo- weak motivation to befriend Superman. Um, but other than that, like you know, the opening scene where um, uh, from which is one of the closing scenes from Man of Steel where he's destroying the city and um, Bruce Wayne runs oh, yeah, head run first in. in. Yeah. Like it gives really solid motivation why Batman would hate Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and I feel like Ben Affleck is, is a really strong actor. Um, he's made some weak career choices between like the accountant and live by night um um yeah i'd say acting wise acting wise directing wise directing wise he's like three for like what is he he did the town argo Argo. and i feel like there's one other uh it might have been i think that was casey affleck no or no casey affleck was in that one right yeah he started i think gone baby gone was yeah was bad affleck and maybe maybe live by night was he directed that too so maybe he's done four movies, um, but yeah, he did. Uh, he wrote and directed "Live by Night," which I haven't okay. seen, but um, I was really excited for the trailer, and then it got very middling reviews, um, and then it just went away. 
but I I feel like he um I feel like he would have been a good Batman given a solid script. Um, even with him like letting go of the director reins, which I thought was a, a kind of a cool move as much as I like him as a director for him to be like, this is a demanding character. I can't act and direct in this. Yes. Yeah. Bring in Matt probably. Reeves. That's cool. It's all good. Um, and then, I don't know. He, he just, he was going to be, he showed flashes of brilliance in my opinion, as far as an aged, uh, Bruce Wayne in, in, in that kind of dark Knight returns era Batman. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's a shame, but I don't think Robert Pattinson's a bad call. I don't either. Cause he's, I, I mean, I think we found out that he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Between him and what's, um, Actually, I would say a, a lot of the people who had that kind of Twilight stank on them. Well, that's what I was saying. Between Anna her, Kendrick, um, even though she does mostly comedies, I think she's she's got great timing and is very funny. Um, but more, uh, what, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. She's awesome. She, she's crushing it. Yeah. Anything she's in, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually I'm one to watch because she does some, some cool shit with what she does. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like that is – one of those things where that was a a pallor over their career until they kind of were able to do some indie stuff to break out of that. So yeah, it was pretty cool to see him some succeed too, just because it it is it was kind of it was fun to make fun of, and then it kind of became an underdog story, and then now they're kind of in control of their destiny as far yeah. as they've been able to shake that off. And uh, I met that wolf boy. He's tiny. Yes. Lawton, right? Yes. Taylor Lautner. And that was one one of my favorite things from Drew Brees' party. This is former Army Ranger being like, oh, my God, dude, I lo- you're awesome. I love you. Like, we got to get a picture. <laughs> it was so awesome and very strange. I think he still works for Port Orleans. Adam, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, anyways, 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 um, I'm just ready for more Batman. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, especially going through the trilogy here recently. It's mm-hmm. just like, you can, as long as just, just don't, don't try work. to be yeah the trilogy. Just don't try to be the Dark Knight saga. And don't, and like, it's hard to say, but like in... Anytime you put a superhero in a movie, you're looking for the biggest box box yeah. office ever. Yeah. Be happy with a smaller box office, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what uh, where the the DC stuff and I, we've done this ad nauseum, but um, where they they faltered is like they wanted the box office. They wanted yeah. to appeal to as much as they could, and I think that's where they they faltered because. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I think Hollywood itself is just such a short, it's not a big picture, no pun intended, town where it's it's not really, it's about weekend grosses. It's about how much can you make, how much can you recoup. Uh, and, you know, as much as the Oscars say that they are artistry over everything, um, and they do a better job of it than the Grammys, uh, there's no accounting for like 
the appreciation that movies get as they age. Right. And like how how doing a great job like Batman's going to recoup. It's just that's the the simple fact of it is there's enough good credit there that you have to really fuck up a couple times in a row before you stop recouping. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Well, and I guess we'll find out here shortly too yeah. with the Joker yeah. movie coming up. You know? Yeah. Which um, got its hard R, which is good. Yeah. I think. I, I think that that's gonna. It's gonna. It means less dollars. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah. I think it. I, I think it'll be good. <laughs> Until it's, we get our cut, I mean, geez. Yeah. Uh, There's been some crazy um, anti-Joker memes out there in the wake there. of all the uh in the wake of the all the in the latest round of mass shootings. Oh really? Yeah. Uh the just like it's ableist for um you know making making an angry white man seem like a sympathetic character. Like, I don't think anyone views the Joker as a sympathetic character. But you also have to, like... I know. It's it's fucking... It's, politics has invaded every fucking facet of our world now. It's so bad. And fucking like, hate it. Everything gets twisted. Mm-hmm. Everything. <sighs> My favorite one, though, was like... Um, white guys i i i just elizabeth warren lied and i just don't think i could get over that also white guys i'm really interested to see why the joker turned out the way he did it's like one's a fictional character (laughs) the other lied to save money on college tuition right i don't know yeah or or yes (laughs) who knows and who cares it doesn't matter in a great scheme of things yeah we're we still all... got homeless people out in the streets ah, man Ugh, it's the worst I know. it's so bad i know and like and it's kind of the point where like everyone needs to start watching sports so you can get that fucking tribalism with a somewhat healthy release instead of yes. this fucking party politics and just vote for the best interest of and, america and it's crazy like they're starting to eat their own on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. And like, because Sarah Silverman, like two weeks ago, if you would have gone through her Twitter account, she was the most liberal, liberal, liberal person you've ever. And now, like, she did that skit where she did blackface. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bad idea, but also social commentary. Yeah, but Sarah Silverman has never been Miss Good Taste. I, I She's always care. had that it's, shock value thing. But also, it's social commentary. It's not yeah. like she was doing it to make. She's not doing Sambo. Yeah. Right. It's like. I I don't know. Uh, I didn't even know at, this happened. Look at the context of it. Yeah. And like, I'm with Sarah, like, because I like her and I think she makes some great points. And like, I'm not saying. Hashtag I, I stand know. with Sarah. Is that what you're saying? I Hashtag guess. adulting. No, but like, like now she's she's the enemy. She's the enemy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, or like, I don't know. That's the funny thing about quote unquote cancel culture is she'll be fine in a month. I, yeah. But you're right. there, there's something that um, that 
I, I think is really poignant and we're really moving really far away from is if you expect perfect allies, you should expect to be alone. Oh, yeah. Unless they're just like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even people who are, who are just like you. I mean, Jay-Z is like on the verge of being canceled now again because he's I, dealing yes. with the NFL, even though Colin Kaepernick took an undisclosed settlement with the NFL. And no one's saying it. Yeah. 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 And, and not to disparage Colin Kaepernick. I'm on his fucking side to exercise his fucking First Amendment right. I th- yes. I, it's- Whether he's right or wrong, I don't care if he's right or wrong. It, he has the right to do that. Don't punish him for doing it. Yeah. Whatever he's saying is irrelevant. You know, it either speaks to you or it doesn't. It right. is a. But if you are a fucking, you know, Second Amendment guy. And and I'm not ripping on Ryan here because I know we've had this discussion that he, he capes up for the Second Amendment. You cape up for the First Amendment. But just in general, it seems like a lot of these Second Amendment guys have a real problem with the one that came before it when it's Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem. He's not he didn't wear a shirt that said fuck the troops or well take guns away. No, he didn't. But also like he like he's not the best <sighs> No It's perfect like one of those allies. things where you're like no perfect I disagree allies. I disagree with what you say, but I I fully uh support your right to say it. Right? And we've lost that. Yeah. And yeah. We we've, we've lost some some rights are worth defending others aren't. Yeah. And like cuz like he did the the whole like Castro shirt, Castro shirt and he did the the pigs on the the so- uh, the the police pigs on the socks thing uh you know before we started the kneeling or mm-hmm. you know in the midst of all that chaos. Hey, and it's like you can quit being a you can I almost said you can quit being a pig. You can quit being a cop though. Can't quit being black. Yeah. Um, I know, but like, uh, uh, uh. no, I know. But it, the other thing, too, that drives me nuts, and I, I guess I just need to get it off my chest um, to feel good about it, is like you talk about um, like, oh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling is he's he's disrespecting the troops. I think blindly standing for the flag is more it's more subtle it's it's undetectable but the troops do not defend the United States they they do not defend the president the troops are, are their job is to uphold and defend the constitution of the United States the idea that the United States was founded on um, and so him exercising his First Amendment right is a lot more respectful than someone just blindly saying, like, hey, we stand up in this house. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I, all that is, I agree with every, like, there's probably, there's, I would say there's many, many, many people in the armed forces that support Colin Kaepernick, but there's yeah. many, many who don't. So, mm-hmm. like, then then where are we at or you know so like in support (sighs) him or not you you um you took an oath to to defend and uphold the constitution so it's kind of like you you don't have to agree with him but it's kind of weird that you would um 
take it as a sign of disrespect when he's exercising his right that you go out there and you defend. And I mean, fuck, it's I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into joining the armed forces. There's a lot of things that I don't not with the troops actually there's i it's more the people in power that can't fight their own wars that they use young disposable men um that's more what i disagree with but when you i fuck it just to kind of play devil's advocate i guess i i I just i i've don't want it to seem anti at all because for whatever reason, if it's for free college, if it's because you played a lot of Call of Duty, you saw Top Gun when you were 10, fuck, when you sign up to be in the armed forces, they don't make it a secret that you might be making the ultimate sacrifice. And that's something that should not be taken lightly by U.S. citizens. That's a big yeah. fucking deal that someone's willing to put all that on the line just so that you know i can hop on twitter and say like oh donald trump's a bitch and then hop over on ebay and buy a used copy of super mario odyssey because i don't want to pay retail and you know bounce over to the sauce com just so i can spout my movie opinions like it's a big fucking deal yeah it's hard work. so <laughs> yeah yeah it's a big fucking deal being a podcaster no it's a big fucking deal to to sign up knowing that that is potentially one of the outcomes um yeah so yeah i just don't want it to feel like i'm necessarily and maybe i'm just i don't want it to seem like i'm playing it safe either but i i try and see all sides of the coin and and i don't want it to seem like i'm rallying against the troops when i say like hey he's he's utilizing the right that you defend so get over it which yeah. I didn't say, but I don't want someone to misread between the lines and decide that I said that. I don't want no. one of our five listeners, maybe four now. Yeah. Who knows? Well, it's it's one of those things where you um, I think that I think the actual quote was like, I disagree what you say, but I'll I'll fight to the death or fight to the death or something. That I'll defend your, with your my right. life. You're right to say it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that's where I fall on it because I won't kneel. I, I won't let my son kneel until he's 18 and he can do whatever the hell he wants. That's fair. But, he's not know, an adult yet. Yeah. He can't, he's not like I, you know, there's, <sighs> fuck. um, yeah. So it, it just, it, and getting back to what we originally started talking about, just the, um, you Man, know, the, uh, well, kind of, kind of like what we were talking about, superhero—the caping up culture, the the stand culture yeah. of what we got going on. Is there's no nuance, and everything is. No, that's you know, true. We really, either right or wrong. We've really no lost greater. nuance. <laughs> it sucks. It does. It really does. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's um, we talked about reflecting uh, on on this show. Uh, because it is our 150th you and i talked about it beforehand um and as much as i love talking beer with you talking movies with you um i'll just uh, throw it out there right now that i really enjoy 
kind of that in between space that we not often, but sometimes, you know, we, we go off that worldwide stout, um, and we just go on these tangents and I, I appreciate, um, and not that I'll even hear it shots fired on that one, but no, no, uh, no shots fired is, is sometimes when we do Mavs, when we do butt heads, it's tough for me to get opinions off and get them out there. So, you know, it's, it's nice that you and I can have that genuine dialogue. Um, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, I guess, you know, you go into every, like my, (laughs) my initial thing in to go into anything is try to be funny, Mm -hmm. but it seems like for, at least for this podcast and it's before the podcast, after the podcast and during the podcast is when we talk and it's, it's a weird relationship that we have. Um, but it's actually a pretty genuine one. I think that we've developed, um, over the last five years, um, that, uh, it gets it's it's a uh i think really genuine and not just like looking for the next punchline or you know trying to find trying to make each other laugh yeah um even though that happens Mm -hmm. it um it's a little bit uh, i don't know if it's more intimate or not i think um And when we fall in line on a lot of stuff, which makes it easy. Let me, I'm almost done with this. Yes. And then we can, we can get intimate. We can get a a lot more intimate in here. (laughs) Hold my beer and watch this. Yeah. That is correct. Um, sorry. I kind of interrupted your flow there because I was looking, I I saw an in for a joke. No, you're The antithesis of what you were just saying. (laughs) No, Uh, but. I'm 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 with you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But uh it's one of the things like um I know that like especially on nights where both like and we're doing this as our I don't know, in your case, your third or fourth job, mm-hmm. you know. Or you know, and same thing like it's in I th- hopefully, you know, what few listeners we have, they're they're patient with us because we go on and off and mm-hmm. you know, we have other things scheduled but uh, we're able to pick up and and we're able to have pretty good dialogue back and forth. And I, I think some of it gets lost in pre and post banner, mm-hmm. you know, and we've had some pretty in-depth, like we've had hour-long ep- talks before, before yeah. the episodes and hour-long after the episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tell when it's time to get to business when one of us says, all right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it has been – it is weird because I think it's all culminated. Um, I was working, I was in my mom's, I, my, I was, uh, re, I was finishing my two car garage in order for my mom to come down and live with us. And I was putting down tile and you called me mm. and we ended up talking for about an hour and a half on the phone, just random. And it was one of those times, it was one of those things where we really hadn't interacted like one-on-one other than like the podcasts and like doing Skype calls and stuff like that. And yeah. we had talked for about two hours and it, it was right in the middle of me trying to think that I wanted to start another podcast. Cause I was, I wanted to just talk about movies and just have people on once in a while and, you know, just spout off. And we had gotten to the point where I thought, well, maybe this could work. And then we started bouncing it back and forth. And I think within, I don't know, like two or three weeks, we, 
we had decided what we were going to do, how we we're going to do it, and mm-hmm. kind of went from there. And um, yeah, I yeah, it's it's a it 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 is kind of a weird relationship, but it's actually kind of normal now. And yeah, uh, and it has been for quite a while. Yeah. I think. I remember um, I remember telling Patton that uh, I was thinking about that you had proposed this and I was thinking about doing this. It, it was like coming out to your conservative dad, but way harder, <laughs> it, way harder, yeah. way harder. <laughs> Definitely harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is funny. Um, I think that it um, not to pat ourselves on the back too much. Um, cause I, I think that we all found out early on, we, we all have a, a good rapport and a good chemistry and we kind of fall in line as far as like sensibilities and sense of humors go, um, which always helps. Uh, but yeah, it, like if we weren't doing this, would we still interact with each other outside of like Twitter as far as like Mavs and STV? Um, would Matt be fucking visiting you guys? Like, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, that's uh, ultimately it's like, how, how can you call it? Cause all we, yeah. all we know is our present, but yeah. yeah. But like, I, I mean, it, it would have been, I don't know if Jim and I would have come out to see you guys in Chicago. Um, you know, that I, who knows if Matt would have come and seen us, you know, yeah. it, it's, it is a, yeah, and it's actually like I talked to, you, and I think I've said this before. I've talked, I talked to you more than I talked to almost all my friends, except for you know Ryan and yeah Jim. You know, I'm sure um, you, I'm sure I talk to you more than Jim talks to you. <laughs> well, that that's low bar, but yeah, um, yeah, no, it it is like I was telling like um getting together and uh t- drinking beers and talking movies is second nature um and i don't even really think about it to be honest like it's just like yeah this, we're gonna find some time this week get together um if we can't i a uh no nothing you do it's just the that catholic guilt i'm like uh, yeah we haven't recorded in like 10 days no. hopefully we can do it wednesday i'll see um but I was telling you beforehand, uh, I was like, yeah, my my uh, friend Kirsten invited me out for beers. And I was like, all right, well, I have, you know, it's right across the street. I feel like I have to go. And it's not even that I don't want to go, but mm. it's it's um, almost like a sense of duty sometimes. And, and I'm not, um, I love to talk clearly and I love to bullshit, um, but I'm not the most social person. Uh, so sometimes I really got to kind of push myself to go out and do it. But, um, even when it's at a brewery right across the street, but it, it just, it never seems, it's just, so it's always something I look forward to. So, yeah. so thank you well, for, for me, that. Yeah. It, it, for me, it's an es- escape, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's getting away from, um, you know, whether it was whenever I was working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week and crushing myself and, or whether, whether it's now with me um you know doing the football thing and all that it's it's one of those things where 
like when I come home sometimes at night, it's just like everything's on my mind. I'm trying to think and don't want to, you know, just trying to get away or this is a good way to get away. Yeah. Um, and I don't think about those other things because I'm just immersed in, and that's what movies are for me. And it, it's a good sounding board because I really don't have any else in my life. Cause I was like, Oh, did you guys see this movie? No. Like there's <laughs> no one in my life that I could go say, Hey, go see force majeure and watch it on my recommendation. They're going to be like, fuck no, I'm not going to watch a movie where I have to read half of it. <laughs> Wait, what? Read? You got to read, sign me up. Yeah. And yeah. like, I know that if I gave you like a real glowing, endorsement of it you would you would make time to you know maybe not this week but within you know i if i said you need to watch this yeah that you would make a concerted effort to do it yeah and then suddenly Um, it's on my radar and then suddenly like i I, um a movie that just kind of pops in my head every now and again like uh uh four lions mm. i don't know if i would have ever even really found or 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 watch that movie like it doesn't come up on like no. netflix hidden gems or or amazon prime hidden gems and you you know how much time i fucking spend on youtube yeah. um i'm looking stuff like that up so uh yeah it, it, it's just nice to to kind of it, it's a good way to expand horizons and um you mentioned force majeure about the score I I don't know when or how I would have come across that um, because there's certain movies that are just um, it's almost like folklore is like it's there's so much media out there to consume that like unless you have someone to say hey go watch this or I, I was thinking about um, X Y or Z go check that out yeah. And yeah, especially movies that come out like that are genre movies that are like popular in a certain time. Yeah. And and the score is one of those movies. It's like it's kind of the same movie that a bunch of other movies are like, and like it kind of gets lost in the mix, mix amongst the other mm-hmm. whatever movies that are coming out, and it or maybe even a later time. And um, but yeah, um, yeah, looking at Four Lions, it's on Tubi right now, one of those free apps that we use some occasionally. There you go. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It for me, it is an exca- it's an ex- escape from um, the day to day stuff that kind of gets me down. And it, mm. it's I'm happy to have someone that I can actually that I enjoy, actually enjoy talking to. And and not oh, only that, you. but like the people that do interact with us, whether it's Devin or Fredo or Neil or um, that's about it. Yeah, your cousin for a little bit. Yeah, she did. Um, but you know whether it was you know fredo sending us beer yeah and giving us access to uh some of his movies um whether it's devin for coming on and invite me to his house whether it's neil just for the constant mm-hmm. support and interaction with us yeah um you know and or even um what's his name um oh that's so bad um <laughs> uh the Jim. aussie guy um mad max uh, yes <laughs> tom hardy Whenever he calls, it's just like awesome to hear from him. Um, no, it's um, oh, Aussie guy. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. I feel like I can picture his face. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, this is so bad when we're trying to say thanks but, so much. For but us. also, you get us. Like we don't. I, there's nothing on the cutting room floor here. No. 
Yeah, like I don't think we've edited anything really. Other than no, I don't think so. Maybe like uh, Skype cutting out or whatever. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, I never would have. We never would have gotten to talk to An- Anderson. Yeah, like that was a cool thing, right? And that I mean, I mean that was all you. Thank you for that. That was really well. It no, was fun. but like, had it not been for this pocket, there's no reason for me for call to call Anderson. You know, and yeah, talk to him. And Chat, uh, chats with, with Andy a, with a podcast that we both love and get a Ross, kind of an insight to him. Our, our boy Ross Fusian. Mm. Yes, I've reached out to him a couple times and still no answer. So, Ross, reach out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Um, yeah, thank you all for who are still listening. That's uh, very appreciative. Also, Netflix Junkies, when are you guys coming back? Yeah. Get on it. I think that ended right as we were starting or like within a couple months. Right. I um in in no idea if they listen or not. It, it really is uh <laughs> they they gave me like the greatest soundbite ever for math. So so yeah. I I don't know if anything can top that at the end of the day. Little raunchy but good. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it has been a fun, we've seen it and that's mm-hmm. one, like I've saw, I've seen so many movies, you know, and, um, not that I hadn't watched movies before, but like, I, like I'm forsaking all other really entertainment, whether it's, you know, video games or TV mm-hmm. or, you know, when my, my free time is trying to, you know, find that movie that. I'm going to love and that I can recommend to you or recommend to the listeners that they're going to love. Um, because I, that's, that's one weird form of validation. I don't, I, you probably get this too, is like recommending an artist, like a, a music or a movie mm-hmm. that you, you like that you cultivate for someone else. And then the, when they say, Oh, that was really good. Thank you. Yeah. That's a great, that's a really good feeling for some weird reason. I don't know. Th- there's not a whole other, a lot of other things in there, like food, maybe, I guess, or, um, but like, you know, um, exposing someone to, uh, an art form or, uh, you know, that they appreciate that you have a, that now you have that common bond for the rest of your life. Hey, yeah. remember that movie? Yeah. Even if it's just that one movie. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, Hey, remember that time? our sensibilities synced up or yeah we both loved a night at the roxbury which is i know is the case for you and i um (laughs) he's just shaking his head uh yeah no it's it's awesome and it it is like uh i um i i would phrase it a little differently just for the way that we started off our uh, our recommending relationship was I threw dead snow at you, and mm. you uh, threw it right back and said, "Keep it. Um, you can have that one." So, so I kind of get it. Like it, it's almost like um, when it's movies that like show up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, there's streaming." Um, it's like gambling. Yeah, it's like gambling rushes. Like, is it gonna hit? Yeah, I'm all <laughs> in on this one. Yeah. You're going to love it. 
Didn't like it. All right. Well, I'm down 100. <sighs> yeah. But it's been a good time. And you've. Yeah. Yeah. Hell. I'm just yeah thinking back. My my 120 pound lab. You were there. I think Wally. The night that. Uh, oh yeah. The night that I got him, I was mm-hmm. recording. I was sitting out sitting out in my garage on this thing, this like hammock style uh, seat, and recording off my iPhone. And that's yeah. which I was doing for quite a while. Um, I didn't have glasses when we started this podcast. Yeah. Now I'm distinguished. Now, and I was about 20 pounds lighter when I started this podcast. Me too. Got to get. I'm. I'm on my way though. I'm, I'm a bike right. guy. I'm a bike guy. So, cardio, crushing it. Cardio and flones. I'm gonna get that in old English across my chest. Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh my. My. <laughs> are when are you going back in for their? Your um. So Tuesday, September third is when I have to go to um pick up my sleep study stuff and uh i have i have like a 30 minute consultation with a technician so basically they're gonna tell me like hey put this in your nose hey put this in your mouth um you can save a little money that way "Mm, and you do it i'd rather just pay the full price (laughs) um yeah they come to your place yeah assault you and then and then (laughs) they tell you how to sleep yeah sleep assaults um yeah, so so they like teach me like, hey, you need to do this, you, you need to do this. This will give you an accurate reading. A B C X Y Z, and uh, so I take it home, and uh, I don't know if it's like super time sensitive or the te- the um, people need time to like extract the data and sanitize it before they send it to the next person. Um, but so I go in on Tuesday, the 3rd of September, and um, I, ha- I have to have the uh, equipment back by like 8 a.m. Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Like, uh, this is not accurate. I would never sleep until 8 a.m. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, I'm hoping it's a quick turnaround from there. I really just kind of want to get a CPAP machine. Yeah. Like, just, just hit me with it. Let me, let me grab that. Um, cause I know that I, I've heard recordings before that I clearly have sleep apnea at this point. Like, it's not mm. just like I snore really loud, which... I do because if you listen to this week's Mavs, I found out that I was I was built to snore. Hmm. Some guys, you know, Duncan. I don't, it's I don't know. Superpower. Some guy, yeah. Some guys can. Uh, some guys are numbers guys. Some guys can write songs based on mathematic equations. Me, I'm some built to snore. Some people can draw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bed is my canvas, and. Yes. My lack of breath is my paintbrush. <laughs> your yeah, your throat <laughs> is your brush. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. The Flonase has helped though. <laughs> <laughs> Ot's ears are your canvas. Yeah. She, um, 
has uh, not, she's fine. <laughs> There's like a handful of times where she's woken up and she'll tell me. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, uh, yeah, perfect partner for that. She <laughs> will not wake up when I'm dying in my sleep. And I just feel guilty about this, I guess, because, you know, this is in a home that we built together. Um, but one of my favorite things was it, this. <laughs> I, w I went back to this girl's place one night and um, when I woke up in the morning, she had earplugs in. Oh, <laughs> 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 That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it, again, it's probably just Catholic guilt. I'm sure I could tell her and she'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. You're horrible yeah. to be around <laughs> at night. Do you know how many times I wish <laughs> I could do that? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so built a snore. Uh, I'm trying to decide what to do because there, uh, the whole idea with the home sleep study is... Uh, that it's like an accurate representation versus like the laboratory thing. Right. So I'm like, do I have a couple beers? Because I know that impacts. Oh, for sure. Like I snore a lot worse if I'm, you know, uh, off the worldwide stout. Um, so I was like, what's the move here? Yeah, that's interesting. What'd yeah. they say? I haven't asked them because I feel yeah. they'll be like, yeah, don't drink. It's bad for you, you idiot. Yeah. I'd rather ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Like, sorry. There goes your Catholic guilt again. Yeah. It's like, wow, you slept horribly. Sorry, I was really drunk. Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's. I see. I don't even know. Like with all the, like you have like I'm sure you have like a mouthpiece in and uh, something on your finger for heart rate and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm. About but to you're find out, but I imagine that, like, right? yeah, and I'm going to be plugged in more of your, your, um, of your sleep pattern than any, any beer you have. Right. Might. Yeah. I might just need, I just, I might just be nervous about the test and need a beer to take the edge off. There you go. It's okay. Get after it. Yeah. <laughs> Slamming brewskis. Yeah. This is how I sleep. <laughs> yeah. I podcast till 12 and get up at four and <laughs> why do you think my sleep's messed up tell yeah. me doc oh that's a good that that is a sadly good point is i've had to get up at four the past two days and i'm like eh. i'm pretty tired but if i nap now i won't be able to sleep later so i'll just stay up and then at eight o'clock i'll go to the bar across the street to meet some friends yeah or podcast with some old weirdo from South Central PA. Well, uh, we kind of hit around about it. Tell me about mm -hmm. the score. What do you think about it? Um, I I'll f I liked it uh, for a movie as um, by paint by numbers as it was. Um, I enjoyed it. And it's kind of in that weird space where I'm like surprised I hadn't seen it before. Um, just because it, it's 
2001 movie, De Niro, Norton, Brando. Uh, we talked about it last week, but directed by Frank Oz of What About Bob fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's actually fame, but he directed it. Um, so kind of a weird... Uh, he, he's maybe a mercenary, maybe just a master of all, jack of all trades, as far as genres go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Uh, Marlon Brando was awful, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Robert De Niro was serviceable until like the final phone call he made to Ed Norton when it was like, fuck yeah, this guy's got it. Fucking love it. Um, the kind of little double twist there. And Ed Norton was awesome. Yeah. Like it, it really, um, you're getting my really fresh thoughts on this too because I watched it. It's ten o'clock in New Orleans. I watched it at um, two o'clock, so four o'clock. Yeah, I watched it like six hours ago. I finished okay. it. Finished yeah. it six hours ago. Um, but I was there was a scene where Ed Norton was um, just kind of giving a little bit of a monologue about. Uh, you know, who he is and um, why Robert De Niro's character should work with him. And I was like, I, I was thinking like either I'm not watching enough Edward Norton movies or he's not making enough. Yeah, he's not making enough. Because I know like Primal Fear and um, American, American History, History Acts yeah. and, and I loved him in Birdman. I thought it was like Rounder, he was great. Him and Keaton going toe to toe in Birdman. It's like a fucking wet dream for a guy yeah. who loves Batman and um and and movies and, and Nazis. <laughs> yeah. What? No. And reform Nazis. I'm sorry. And movies in Chicago, like Primal Fear. Um. <laughs> yeah. He, uh. What was the movie you mentioned? Uh. 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 uh, uh Rounders. Rounders. Yeah. Rounders. Another one. He's just really he um he's just good. He's really yeah. good. And even um when he was in the Incredible Hulk. I thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah, I mean he's acting his balls off all the yeah. time. Like he's yeah. he I don't think he ever mails it in. And I think one of the problems is though he's very hard to work with. I've heard and that. I think yeah. And I he addresses that. He's it's kind of meta in Birdman where he, you know, yeah. references it and he like you know, whatever it is, he doesn't work well with others or he mm-hmm. demands perfection or what, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Uh, and maybe that's it. Or maybe he just doesn't find the projects he wants or whatever. And maybe he's, you know, set up that he doesn't have to work a lot. But yeah, yeah I mean, anytime you see him on screen, he, he usually kills it. Yeah, absolutely. And I was I even um, just kind of because it is a point of reference and they felt a little bit similar, similar um i did think about i i even liked him in uh the italian job yeah yeah just just like a little like corn off the cob very uh simple straightforward heist movie um even something like that where like ensemble cast the script's not the strongest um but but, it's a fun movie though yeah exactly yeah yeah and that's that's (laughs) I don't know. One of the things that that I feel like we kind of tackle here is like good art versus good entertainment. 
Yeah. We don't really like talk about it straight out, but it is just it's something when you're talking about critiquing movies, it's it's it is kind of a sliding scale. Yeah, for sure. And this and this isn't, you know, this is actually uh, a little too twisty heavy. Like this mm-hmm. is this is really reliant on the uh, uh, dubious nature of the characters, right? Or mm-hmm. they uh, duplicitous nature, maybe, of the characters because it basically is a bunch of honor amongst thieves. Yes, and uh, and, and, and in a in a time when it came out where uh, twists were the thing, you know, yeah. this, this oh yeah, a heavy heavy twist time, and it this doesn't disappoint. I don't think. Yes, I would say in in date it's even a strong word, but just since you bring it up, just the actual like structure of the script kind of like dates yeah. it where it's like yeah it's very appropriate in that like early 2000s yeah um yeah. but yeah i enjoyed it um i loved watching edward norton robert de niro was fine as far as like his character wasn't that interesting um but that final phone call where he was just like uh shoving it in edward norton's face and kind of fucking with him a l- fucking with him yeah. a little bit at first and then kind of Giving him that ultimate fuck you was like, all right, here we go, Jimmy yeah. the Gent. Yeah, and this is like it's almost like where, um, it's where uh, the character in Ronan becomes that character. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It you know like uh, because yeah because he yeah he plays it very subtle, subtle, subtle until he isn't, and yeah, it's uh, De Niro's a weird man, like a weird actor because i think like like whenever uh maybe maybe it's more like the rest of the movie really didn't speak to him but whenever he found that something he can really sink his teeth into he really just that's what he went on because like if you hear interviews with him he's like so awkward and so backward like he's not that garish crazy person you expect to see de niro um (laughs) <laughs> and until he finds yeah. something that he's very passionate about and like I mean it just goes all out. You may know who we are, but we know who you are. <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> the the like lower lip and the yeah. card. Yeah, he's he's when he's able to kind of get in his pocket, he does a great job. And even like a movie like a recent movie he was in um the internship or the intern uh which uh yeah the intern so he he plays like an older gentleman interning at like a fashion startup and hathaway's involved it gets weird um pretty good pretty good movie actually um in mm. like if you watch the the tagline is experience never gets old that's fucking ridiculous. That's almost um, bad as hashtag. It, yeah, it is. It's it's awful. Um, but it's meant to be sold to young Anne Hathaway fans. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a solid movie. Good story. Good acting. Um, and Anne Hathaway is a really good actor. But I also think that she gets, um, her name recognition is kind of used to bring in a certain audience. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the Devil Wears Prada audience and in, in mm-hmm. under, um, but like yeah, he, like I don't know if it's it's he um, 
finds these things that he inhabits or or like finds these pockets where he can he can kind of get in and actually do some some real work as as a character at, or as an actor um but yeah sometimes it just feels like he's a name in a movie and other times it feels like he's the movie mm. sometimes yeah. uh, um i'm was it silver silver linings playbook sometimes and it happens when you get older as an actor is like sometimes you get a good check and yep. you show up and you know uh it's like oh david o russell it's good pedigree um doesn't matter if he makes a movie that's not very good it's going to be a best picture nom I like Silver Linings Playbook, by the way. It's just the stuff he did after that um, yeah. felt not very great. Bad yeah, uh, grandpa. <laughs> uh, David O. Russell. <laughs> I didn't like oh. American Hustle, uh, basically. Oh, I like that movie. I didn't like it. Um, either way. Uh, but, yeah, some sometimes it feels like he's used as almost like a set piece. It's like, yep. hey, look, Robert De Niro's in this movie. Yeah. And um, it felt like they kind of like dipped their toes in that water a little bit. Um, they definitely did a cannonball in the deep end uh, with that. As far as um, the uh, that guy, he could have been a contender. What's his name? Marlon Brando. Right. Um, he was awful. In yeah, it was weird. It was a weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually had to look up on IMDb because it didn't even look like what i think marlon brando looks like yeah it's it's a weird thing yeah it's it's like oh let's get the greatest like the greatest actors of our time you know marlon brando old um uh de niro at the time middle and mm -hmm. uh ed norton the Leon. future yeah yeah um but yeah all in all uh, a solid movie it's to be perfectly honest it's paint by numbers for the most part um i was a little thrown off uh with edward norton um you know tom cruise would advise against this but he went full retard and uh that was i, I don't know a little surprising like i don't think that would fly today probably not i but i also you know but, maybe piggybacking like on a conversation we had before like I don't think that there's anything actually wrong with it. I think that it was part of the character and part of the story and um, a justified means to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. felt bad for Danny. I like Danny. The, uh, the night janitor. Yeah. Yeah. Played by sweet, simple Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, all in all, I, I like this movie. And especially, um, I feel like I digest movies slowly. That's why I try and we uh, we do this show usually on Wednesday or Thursday. I try and have the movie in the vault Saturday or Sunday. Just yeah. because I like my opinions form and change and 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 they stick with me for even simple shit like i remember um 
when I first saw like X Men: Days of Future's Past, fucking plain old popcorn movie. But like two days later, I felt completely different about it. Um, mm. I'm still mad that there wasn't any actual climax, um, but I liked it a lot more the more I got separation from it. Yeah. Um, versus my initial reaction. Oh, Robert De Niro. Shit. Uh, he shares a birthday with uh, my sister Kaylee. Oh. Did you get him a switch? Um, I have not talked to his siblings, but I think, uh, yeah, we should go all in. Maybe next year. That's funny. <laughs> How do I get in touch with Robert De Niro? I need to send him a switch. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I'm derailing this a little bit. But, yeah, I just, my, my, um, as I kind of unpack things and overthink about things and that's another, another measure I usually use is how much does it stick with me? Like if I watch it on Saturday, am I thinking about it on Monday? All right. Well, that's maybe another star I give it. Um, but my initial, my, my gut reaction was, yeah, I like this movie. So, yeah. So yeah, um, it's streaming on Amazon prime. I recommend it. Uh, it's, it, it breezes by, it's like two hours and five minutes, but it moves quick. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Robert, um, I think they really settle into these positions of like Robert De Niro's the, the smooth vet and, uh, Ed Norton's the young, uh, hotshot looking to make a name for himself and they real blue flame special. Yeah. Yeah, they um and they they make it work for them. Um, but yeah, I really like Edward Norton. I've known that I liked Robert De Niro, um, but I really did feel like why am I not seeing Edward Norton and more stuff? And maybe that's not a bad thing. Like, um, oversaturation is a lot harder f- to forgive than. Man, I wish I he did more stuff. Yeah. So yeah, his like most of his latest credits here are like all uh animated stuff. Really? He's got a yeah. he's it's not the most unique voice, but he has a good distinct voice. I mean he's done uh Alita Battle Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh Ask. I heard that that was really good. Yeah. I had heard that that was kind of a uh a, a cult favorite in the making. Yes, that was one of those stories that they wanted. You know, the whoever fans of you know mm-hmm. wanted it made. Yeah, uh, but also he like Isle of Dogs, Sausage Party. He did Collateral Beauty, which I haven't seen. Um, oh, the Guardian, either. which I don't know. Oh, is that uh, the Guardian? Is that like the paper movie? Similar to, uh, oh no, the Guardian Brothers. I'm sorry, no. Oh, okay. This is it's 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 another um, uh, animated voiceover thing. You're thinking like newspaper movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know the Guardian. <laughs> well, the Guardian I'm just is doing, newspaper. I'm doing really loose wo- loose word, word, asso- word association. Yeah. <laughs> um. I tell you what, there's one movie, or the movie I watched this week. I, I, um, 
So it's streaming on Hulu right now. It's called Force Majeure. It's a movie mm-hmm. that I heard Anderson talking about, and honestly, I can't remember what he what he said about it. Uh, other than I just remember him talking about it, just the premise of it. It's mm-hmm. the premise is this is a I think it is it a Norwegian. Uh, uh, Sweden, Sweden. Sorry, they all talk the same up there. Um, wow. Uh, basically, so xenophobic. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a um, a, a family goes on vacation for a ski trip. They're up in at this resort, and. One of, one of the precursors to living in this area is they always have these loud cannon, cannons going off to make the avalanches happen first so they don't gather a whole lot of snow and actually wipe out people. So they'll like make little avalanches so to avoid the big avalanches. While they're sitting on this like sure. terrace eating dinner or lunch, and he's sitting with his wife and his two kids, and... An avalanche, uh, a self-made or a human-made avalanche starts. It comes rolling down the hill, rolling down the hill, and it looks like it's going to actually wipe out the whole terrace. And it, and he jumps up, runs away while the wife is sitting there holding the kids. And wow. it ruins the whole trip. <laughs> so it's, it's a pretty good premise, right? So yeah. that's like the first day of, of them skiing, or maybe the second day. And it's like a, a seven-day trip or whatever. And um, this movie is shot really beautifully, like really uh, high up shots of the mountains and everything like that. Also shot very statically. Uh, so you get like long static takes of people's just reactions of people talking off screen. And you see the reactions go from, you know, someone's telling a story, they're laughing and laughing. All of a sudden they start to divulge a whole lot of information and their face kind of melts into a, a grim look. And then all of a sudden, like, I can't believe what you're telling me. Um <laughs> like a a very humanistic movie uh, movie it like when you're talking about like um uh you know relationships and stuff like that this really delves into it actually and uh really tackles some weird aspects of relationships relationships because it's it's never it's rarely ever like this one culminating thing that blows up in your face Mm. and like okay i'm done with this relationship i'm done or or this is why i love this person it's a it's a uh, a stream of you know over the years whether it's your attitude towards them or their actions towards you that make you love or hate this the person that you're with excuse me (coughs) and uh, this movie does a really good job at that and just like focuses on on like the needling little things like hmm. I'm sure being in relationship like there's little things that like you're sitting there and like, why did you do that? And you're just like, okay, and if you really love the person like me and my wife, like hmm. last night I was trying to take a we had this huge web out in front of our house like huge uh, like made within a day like. Damn. giant like this size with a big ass spider right in the middle of it and i'm sitting there i'm like honey gross liam come out and look at this and I'm like hey let's take a picture but we're trying to take a picture straight on it can't it doesn't work so i'm gonna hold the light behind it make it kind of you know make it work that way and 
and this is like the worst thing my wife does like has done so it's i'm pretty lucky <laughs> yeah you know and it, she was like she had got a text from somebody started to just... liam's party tomorrow night for a pool party and i'm out there in my underwear and my t-shirt and holding it and there's mosquitoes everywhere and my son's out there with no shirt on and his underwear ready to go to bed and my wife is returning this text and i'm standing out there i'm like let's go let's go let's go you know like let's you know. rock let's rock today yeah yeah and no, I know. and it's it's such a tiny little thing and like at, in the moment though i was just like what what are you doing Come what on. are you doing and but then i look back on him like what what was i doing who you cares know? yeah I, well i think that um it's all lizzo's fault so <laughs> because she's a queen yeah, because she's a badass bitch who, I don't know, does badass bitch things and is overweight. And and here, <laughs> and here's the other thing is like I do so many more things that I'm sure just ruffle her feather feathers or you know get her to the point where she's like, why am I even married to this person? But why am I married said, to this guy? This... He's podcasting for five hours a week. Yes. Um. <laughs> But that being said, this movie does a really good job on focusing on the little, tiny aspects of relationships. <clears throat> it's a long movie. It's it's two hours long, but it feels longer, actually. Damn. Uh, but there are... It is a dark comedy. It is funny. I laughed out loud a couple times because of the, just the... Uh, and for a lot of time, it, it really focuses on men's insecurities and like how they uh, try to uh, present themselves and how they perceive themselves and what they try to represent in the world and it just really takes the piss out of like how soft like our society has become and like where where our society used to be like where the men had to protect you know uh, the females from you know saber-toothed tigers and all that stuff but you know we've gotten to a point now where we're all in a nice air-conditioned house and like what's the worst thing that can happen yeah uh, and it it's it's pretty fascinating but then it does turn the scales a little bit it's just it's um a really well-made movie i'm i haven't even looked to see what this guy has done or girl has done because ruben ostland it's a guy mm-hmm um and uh, whatever if i can find uh he did something called the square which i don't know what that is comedy drama i will look that up the dramedy all right the square well um this is uh force majeure is considered a uh, comedy drama as well Okay. So, very interesting watch. Uh, streaming on Hulu. I recommend it. I, I think it would be a. Um, I know your sense of humor. I think you're going to like it at points. But it does, like, it. it is deliberate in the way it shoots. Like, it mm-hmm. sits there and makes you endure this, like, <laughs> brutal conversation. I like that, though. I like. Yeah. Um, that's like one of the things where um, when you can reflect back and feel like, oh, that was very manipulative. Well done. 
Um, yeah. But you don't feel that in the moment. That, that's pretty cool. Um, I'll, I'll give you another reason I'm pretty interested in this. Um, so apparently there's a... Uh, so it's a Swedish film, Force Majeure. Yes. Apparently there's an American remake coming out called Downhill. Oh. Starring uh, Will Ferrell and oh, Julia no. Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> so I got to know. I got to yes. know what I'm I'm in for. Cause Actually, yeah, because it'll take a turn for the more slapsticky. Just I'm absurdist. Sure. Unless yeah. Will does his like very serious thing, but it it could be pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the two uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, obviously, no secret, I'm a Seinfeld fan. So yes, I'm into that as well. Oh, look at that Good Hulu. Combo. It's streaming on Hulu. The Square is. So I'm gonna check this out and see what happens. All right. I'm going to start watching it right now, so it's on my recently watched. All right. Or your recently watched. Uh, Let's call it our recently watched. Um, Let me think what else before we get out of here. Um, I did watch uh, the latest uh, Angry Birds movie. Nice. Yeah, it was fine. Tiffany Haddish is everywhere now. That's true. Just to, uh, yeah. She's funny. I don't know if I want to see her as a bird based on a bird from a mobile game, but yeah, you never know until you try. I right? take for for what they took that off of. It, those two movies aren't nearly as bad as they should be. How's that? I like that. I think that that should be a lesson to people trying to make movies based on video games. Is take the essence. Take the the emotional stakes, but don't try and recreate the game because like the way the way that video games are structured are completely completely butts heads with the way a good narrative is structured. Yes. Where it's like build up, build up, build up, denouement, build up, build up, build up. Like it it just like it it builds up to this climax and then there's a downslide and then you build back up and it's just if you take the essence or the ideology. Or sometimes if it's something like Angry Birds where there's, I'm making an assumption here because I never played it, but where there's not really a story, you just I mean, take some ideas. They got cut scenes and stuff, but oh, like okay. it's real loose. Right. But it, okay. Yeah. And, and even perfect too is you, you get a feel for and like the mood and I, idea of what you want to convey instead of actually taking things from instead of actually trying to recreate the the experience that the video game gives you it's just there's certain things that video games are more advent there's certain storytelling elements that they're better at and and worse at yeah yeah it's much more immersive it's much more you you kind of filling in the gaps um in that like dopamine reward system yeah. is very different than than watching it on screen so yeah yeah like a movie like uh oh shit finish him um mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat. yeah totally awesome video game yeah terrible movie yeah uh, super but, mario brothers mm, yeah that's a shame uh Cool and be like Kid Icarus. 
That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. If you take something that has, like, maybe a cult following, but not a full-on, like, cultural impact the way Super Mario Brothers had. Yeah. Gives you a little more to work with. A Metroid or something like that, right? Uh, I hope they never make a Metroid movie, because nothing could ever compare to what I've concocted in my head. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, you just have... Because that is... I actually, I I don't think that I can even say this for Super Mario or Legend of Zelda, but I, I'm pretty sure I've played every Metroid game that's ever come out. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't know. It seems like it would translate well, or the character would translate well, but it just, I don't know. It's like, it's like people who are upset about comic book movies because in issue 143, what actually happened was, you know, yeah. and that's, I I feel like I would, well, actually, my way out of enjoying that. So. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder why they never made a Zelda movie. I bet you it's coming soon. It has to be coming soon, right? I don't know. I I, I um I'm curious because Nintendo is like infamously protective of their IP. Yeah. Um, to the point now they've actually like recently they've kind of made waves for their soundtracks are not available anywhere on like apple music or spotify or anything but they've been striking down youtubers who use their music for uh, copyright claims Hmm. um so yeah I, i don't know they're they're very protective of of what they do and i think that that's um that can be a good thing, but also it's kind of to the detriment of your fans. If you're not, I'd, I'd happily, cause I've definitely gone on YouTube and listened to uh, Nintendo soundtracks. Um, I'd happily use Spotify or some, some approved memes means, uh, but they're not made available. So, you know, what is one to do? Yeah. You have to buy it, burn it just like told it. Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'd love to not, listen to your album on youtube but you won't make me make it available it. for me yep but that's all changed and that's like all i've been listening to tool not zelda oh yes um what else did i watch uh i told you yeah that was a longer conversation than i uh, wanted uh not not on your part my part more um uh Oh, I um, I revisited the Scream franchise, and I think this is for oh, yes. day because uh, it's really fresh in my mind, and like I'd be happy because we could probably dive into it. But like, <clears throat> Brooke came down and watched, like, caught me watching the end of the first Scream movie, and she's like, "This is I don't think I would have ever guessed you watching the end of this movie when I walked down here." And I'm like, "Guess that it was Scream." Or... Oh yeah, she knew it was Scream, and I was okay. like. This is a great movie. It's very meta, bro. Yeah. Um, it is a great movie. Scream is... Totally like, agree. It is a great movie. It is um, so meta. Like, it, it, like, it's before it was even cool to do that kind of stuff, right? It had to be. Like, it's 1996. Yeah. No, this... Uh, like, it lays the foundation for movies like... 
uh, Cabin in the Woods or yeah. or like Dale and Tucker versus Evil, even though that's yep. that's very much more um, comedy leaning. Yeah. Or even a movie like uh, You're Next. You're Next. Yeah. Where, where the like level of self-awareness doesn't exist if. Um, or, or, you know, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but Scream is the, it was the first the prototype. It. Yeah, exactly. And holds up. I'm I'm convinced. I mean, there's cheesy points <laughs> in it and stuff. I'm like, like why why weren't you doing this? Why did you go this way? But like, mm-hmm. they already explained to you earlier in the movie. Like, that's not what the person does. It all they always do the wrong thing. Yeah. And like, okay. And uh, yeah. So just I it, it was uh, Scream One is streaming on Netflix. Scream Three is streaming on Netflix. If you want to watch Scream Two, I think it's on Stars. Um. It's not really necessary to watch the second two unless you just are a completionist like I am because mm-hmm. I dive into these little two and three movie things here recently. I've been doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you watch four? I started watching four. I liked it's, it. Uh, yeah, it um, because they were trying. They're, they, I think they were trying to transition from the old cast to the new cast. Yeah, they're trying that, to do uh, it, like a soft reboot where right. It is the old cast, but look at the new blood. Yeah, yeah, and it's also ten years after the last one. I think uh, Scream Three was ninety or two thousand one, mm-hmm. and this the Scream Four is I think eleven. So you know it, um, you know whatever it was, it was. <laughs> I got about halfway through it and just and I actually really just ran out of time. I would have finished yeah. it, but um, yeah, I had other things to watch. So so. Um, I'm on uh, Scream 4's IMDb page right now, yeah. and under related news, Scream reboot reportedly moving forward at Blumhouse, uh, oh, really? August 19th, 2019. Scream reboot rumors get shot down by Blumhouse, August 20th, <laughs> 2019. Well, didn't MTV do like a Scream? They did a TV series, yeah, and that's kind of been, that's been on my radar, Um. I, out of sheer curiosity, I thought it was streaming. It might have been streaming on Netflix at one point. That's and possible. Have, and I might have just missed it. Um, oh, interesting. So it ran for two seasons, and it looks like it just got renewed after two years of uh, hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Search on the old oh yeah it is it is streaming on, streaming on netflix. there's two seasons on netflix now there you go yeah i think the third season's happening right now yep as we are ramping up starting to ramp up for uh scary time in movies oh scream 4 is on netflix did we did you say that yes. uh, okay i should have said that yes it is okay that's weird scream scream 3 and 4 yes where is 2 scary movie 2 is on netflix yeah, scary movie and scary movie two. Also great movies. Yeah. Take my strong hand. <laughs> There's some really weird things in there that just work for me. Yeah. Oh, um so it has like the uh scream titles are up top and then the, it looks like related ones. Uh Sam Kinison. <laughs> <laughs> related to scream <laughs> of course uh, oh yeah exactly 
yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I, I like. Uh, I think I like all of them. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some definite problems with uh, two and three. Yeah. Um, oh, four is definitely has its issues as well. I just, um, I enjoyed it. I there was some set. I remember specifically there were one or two set pieces that I really enjoyed. Um, one of them they were having like a uh, slasher party, quote unquote, in uh, in a barn. Oh, in four. In four, yeah. Okay. I, just, I, I liked it. Like uh, like you, you hear about this? Hmm. All right. Well, let's. Uh, let's yeah, wrap this I, thing up I unfortunately have not long. watched anything else, as usual. <sighs> I've done the bare minimum. Thank you for your service. Uh oh. Um. Assignments. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Give me two seconds while yeah. I grab a quick soda. Or a beer. A little road soda. All right. Who's listening? All right. Same. I also will grab a soda or a beer. And uh, I actually almost didn't pause this. You know what? I'm going to just ride it out. See how long it takes uh, Brad to grab one of these uh, quote unquote sodas. See, he's got a couple of empties in the frame. Oh, boy. I don't know. This guy, he could go all the way. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm off this worldwide stout. I don't even feel drunk, just slap happy. I've I've logged like I think ten hours of sleep between the past two days. So I'm just I'm rambling away. Um who knows what the A B V of this stout was though, because it was eighteen when it was brewed. Um But you know what? I gotta say, uh I haven't been very daring with it. I've only done stuff which maybe makes sense. I've only done stuff that said like, hey, you can age this beer. But I have a pretty good experience uh, aging beers. Brad's back. I'm going to grab a beer. Uh, it's your your turn to ramble. Let's do it. So I don't know what he was talking about. I was grabbing a beer. Um, the... One of the good things about Scream is, and I guess I said I don't want to talk about it too much, but uh, the first one is just how uh, cheesy it is, but intentionally cheesy. Um, like, just kind of the the way they frame some of the characters and stuff uh, when, you know, the guilty looks like uh, Billy Loomis has in the beginning of the movie, or beginning of the, uh, the movie. Like, you can't help but think that he's the killer and then like oh but this guy might be the killer and it's like it's intentionally cheesy and like framed that way and i think it's really brilliant filmmaking um and like and uh, you know when they say everyone's a suspect and blah blah blah, you know it's like yeah everyone kind of is and that's the way the movie's made and like when you first see the movie screen you're just like oh Oh, and it, it is it does have a great twist at the end. And it's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And um and and especially like uh what's his name? Uh, uh Billy's buddy. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. I mean that was his day in the sun and he yeah. just fucking acted his balls off in that scene. And it, he that's the thing I will always remember him for, even yeah. if he does Same. a million other things. Same. Even if he cures cancer. I don't think he's on pace to do a million other things, but yeah. Um, 
I'm getting a little woozy. <laughs> to to kind of piggyback on what I heard of what you said, I I think what helps is when you have someone who is like a horror auteur, like someone who's made a real impact on the um, genre, the way that and, Wes Craven has. Yes, and like and had done like some really bad things before this, like really bad things. But he, like some of the nightmare stuff was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some really bad stuff out there. Have you seen, excuse me, uh, A New Nightmare? Um, No. Okay, it's the final original Nightmare on Elm Street. There was the Jackie Earl Haley reboot. Yes. Um, it's the final original Nightmare on Elm Street movie. that was um, directed by Nat, uh, Wes Craven, brings back um, Nancy, uh, and it it kind of feels like that screen uh, screen prototype in a way where it's just it's very meta, and um, like Robert England is in it as Robert England, and okay. like he's also oh in it you as know what Freddy. I remember maybe I did see it because I remember it because he yeah spoiler alert he gets mm-hmm. killed gets right? got yeah and it um. It's not the best movie, but it it has kind of flashes of brilliance and it has breaths of f- fresh air. Um, and then ultimately, I think that that's what uh, Scream ultimately brings into like the slasher genre. And it predates stuff that I think is way smarter, maybe, in something mm-hmm. like Cabin in the Woods. I, I hold that. I, I put that one on a pretty high pedestal, to be fair. Um, I might be overselling it. Um, but I think that a movie like that can't exist without Scream and Scream can't exist without a new nightmare. So, yeah. And, yeah. and the common thread is a new nightmare and, and Scream are both from the mind of Wes Craven. So, yeah. And it, he just some clever stuff in there. It's just one, two, two little points. Um, and they're both the same person. Uh, what's her name? Um, oh, damn it. Not Nev Campbell, but the Courtney Cox. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, Dewey. Uh, 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 she ended up kind of going off the deep end. Um, Amanda Bynes. No. Uh, Rose McGowan. Oh. Right. So, she, like, she is the kind of, like, oh, I don't want to play the, you know, the crazy or the, you know, the hot, big boot chested girl who. <laughs> Like does all you know? Like, but I'm hot. Runs away. Boobs. But like, like it literally in the movie, mm-hmm. it's her boobs that get her killed. Like she can't crawl out the, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She can't crawl out the door because it, because she walks into the uh, garage and her you know she has erect nipples like just poking through the shirt. <laughs> you know, just like like she says she doesn't want to be this, but she can't help because she is that person in this movie. You know. Yeah. And you know and. And when I screwed up earlier, I think I said Wes Carpenter. Um, but I think she actually says that, like, this isn't some stupid Wes Carpenter movie or John uh, Craven movie. <laughs> Does she? That's awesome. Yeah. It's been a it's been a while for me for screen. Yeah. So. Really well done movie. Oh yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh yeah, we got a we either got a break for uh the seal. Or uh, run through these uh, assignments. Your call. Uh, let's run through them and get out All of here. Right. Let All the right. listeners yep. uh, go watch the movie. So, yep. Sounds good. Uh, I want you to watch, and you want to watch, hopefully, I do. is Love Love Gilda on Hulu. Yes. Very uh, excited. Based on the 
story of Gilda Radner. Big SNL fan. Very pumped. Uh, yeah. So I got one for you. Uh, also from 2018, but it's streaming on Amazon Prime. It's Under the Silver Lake. Yeah. Little Andrew, little Spider-Man reboot. Mm. I think it's right. Andrew Garfield. Yes. Um, that would, that would be really interesting if it was like some a uh, a parallel to Spider-Man. I'm yeah. into I'm into it though. Someone someone do like a secret Spider-Man movie. Very secret. Yes. Yeah. Um, for the uh, listeners at home, Jackie oh. Brown, ninety-seven, oh, yeah. streaming on Netflix. I didn't get a chance to watch uh, Hollywood. Um, nope. One day, I swear to God, I'll see it one day. How about you? Me too. Uh, for me, I'm going to recommend Chef. I think I re- recommended before, but a movie I really like. Uh, John Favreau is lovable in this movie, and just yes. a feel-good movie. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Favreau is awesome. Um, movie about making movies. Secret- yeah, secretly, like that. Yeah. secretly. Uh, yeah. So there you have it. Uh, thank you guys for riding with us. We're 150 yeah. in. Uh, 150 episodes young. Yeah, and, we're like DMX, uh, ride or die. Yeah, and thank you, Brad, for really putting this together and allowing us to build this um, friendship, relationship, and podcast. I'm, I'm, Hell, I'm really appreciative of it. You do all the work. You do all the editing and I just posting drink and, and all that stuff. So my thanks is to you, and thank you for putting up with this old it's man's nothing. rambling. It's nothing. All right, uh, I got to break the seal, uh, so we will talk to you guys next time. All right, see you guys. Bye. I'll be right back. on me